3: I will call upon you to do
1: a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
4: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. plus.
1: Now, Ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101.
5: All right, good morning. Welcome to the show. It is Friday the 13th. What could go wrong today, right? I'm sorry, I'm a little bit giddy over the Biden document. I know I shouldn't be, but I am. Actually, you know what I'm 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 more interested in, which is just entertaining me, and that is the left's response. Which is more than I can say for my laptop right now. Hang on. Hey, go digital. Stop printing all the paper. Don't use that for your show notes. Just use the computer. This is the reason why I always go with paper, because I'm ready. Ready to go. Wait for the damn computer, Carlos carlos go. Call. All right, there we go. I guess now we can get underway with the show. Now that that woke up and ready to go. Anyhow, good morning and uh, welcome to the show, boy. Ah, uh, Joey, you got some splain in the door. <laughs> oh, and the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy that's going on. Uh, isn't Joe Biden doing the same thing that Trump did, but he actually had it unsecure? Well, it's it's different. It's different because it's it it's Joe Biden, and it's not big bad evil Donald Trump. The uh, the Justice Department has, if if you didn't see this already, which I'm sure you've heard it, the uh, Justice Department um, issuing a a special counsel, uh, Robert Hur. Uh, not to be confused with a pronoun, by the way. But then again, now that I think about this, somebody's gonna look at it and go, oh my god, he spells it H-U-R. Let's say it that way instead. Instead of being like he, him, her, it can be he, him, H-U-R, her. You know somebody will do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. This the, the entire show today may be very much so like this. My brain is a little bit scrambled. Uh, With all of this that's going on, but the special counsel uh, named yesterday afternoon uh, to look into the Biden deal. And once again, our boy Doocy, (laughs) Peter Doocy, man, he 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 does not care one bit. He just says it. I wanted to actually get the uh, the actual clip queued up, um, but I didn't get it queued up in time. But when he point blank, and this wasn't even asking KJP, point blank asked the president. What were you thinking? And he did it in such a, because a, didn't he just have a baby? I think he just had a baby not too long ago. So it's like he's already in that parental mode. Because that is the way that Peter Ducey had said it to the president. What were you thinking? You had... You had documents in your garage? What were you thinking? And you can even see the look on his face of, like, parental disappointment. Like, I can't believe you did that. But I love the fact that he did it. (laughs) And, I mean, we all, I I think everybody was waiting for it to happen. And I think a lot of the media was also waiting for it to happen, too. They were just standing by going, oh, hang on, Ducey stood up. This, This ought to be good. And sure enough, it was good. It just, it really, truly entertains me to, uh, to watch that uh, and see how he does it. And then, of course, he, he does question KJP as well. And uh, the White House at this point, man, they are scrambling. They, they are scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. However, the Democrats, they've got it down pat. They, they know how to handle this situation because you just deliver a message. Just just say whatever. Say whatever you want and then uh, their base is going to believe it. Uh House Democrat uh Peter uh what the what the heck's his name? Peter Allure, Aguilar Dipwad, I don't know what his name is. He he took to the podium to talk about it. And and again, th- there's such a big difference between Donald Trump and the Democrats. Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It's two different things. Even Joy Behar. That tub of lard. On The View, they were talking about that. And uh, Joy, she said, you know, the big deal, Trump is a liar and a thief. And Joe Biden is not. <laughs> she said it with a straight face, too, which was impressive. Uh So Joe Biden is not a liar. Huh? Because I don't know about you, but I remember seeing a lot of... Actually, you remember that that first time that he decided he was going to run for president? And he had to uh, say, well, I got busted in that lie. So I'm going to step back for a minute. The man is like a habitual liar. Nothing that comes out of his mouth isn't a lie. And it's proven over and over again. Sure, might not like Trump, but there's not a lot of proof that he's a thief and a liar. Well, he's a thief and a liar because that's the way that I feel. My emotions trump all facts. And I hate the word Trump. But uh, Congressman uh, Aguilara, whatever the heck his name, th- this is, this is the, uh, the way he approached the, um, the situation with the Biden uh, classified documents. Now, oh, hang on. What are we doing? You know, I've got to push the buttons and the things, the stuff and the things. Here we go. This is Republican hypocrisy at its finest. When the former president had 320 documents found at his personal residence, they said that, quote, that will
2: not be a priority. What President Biden did was disclose this to the archives. Let law enforcement know that is exactly the way that you should handle this. So we're going to
5: support the fact that the president is following this established protocol, that he did the right thing. Yeah, he did the right thing. He, uh, you know, he he followed the established protocols. Uh, Donald Trump didn't, though. But hang on a second, Congressman. I know you want to stand behind Joe. But there's a significant difference here. First off, the second batch. I mean, we can get into the first batch of stuff, but the second batch that they didn't even want to talk about. Remember, yesterday it was one of those. Oh, hey, we um, hey, we found another. We found another location that's got documents in it. Where? What documents? Um, yeah, well, um, hi. They didn't want to tell us. They, they didn't want us to know. They didn't want us to know because it was in a box in his garage next to his Corvette. And the worst part about this is like Joe Biden is like, yeah, yeah, it was right there in the, in, in the, in the locked garage with, with my Corvette. In his locked garage. It, it, it was like a standard garage door. Anyone know how easy it is to get into one of those? I mean, seriously. You could just about body slam yourself into a garage door. And you can kind of bust through it enough to get into it. That's not exactly secure. That's like saying, well, I shut the door so the room was closed and secured. But the idea... I mean, one, okay, the, the documents at the Penn Biden Center in an office, in a locked closet, there's a lot wrong with that. And we can get into that. But the idea to think, even remotely think, that just because you had the documents in a garage where your prized possession of your Corvette is at, that that is secure. I mean, first off, Classified documents are supposed to stay in the skiffs. They're not supposed to be out in the open. You're not supposed to be just reading this thing wherever you want to. And I highly doubt that they classified his garage as a skiff to be able to read and store classified information. I mean, this is the guy who says, I take uh, classified information serious. Then what the hell is it doing in a box in your garage? Oh, but uh, you know we we uh uh you know the pres- what, what happened with the president uh, Biden is uh, different than Donald Trump. Uh, you know because Donald Trump had three hundred and something of them. Yeah, he did. But it was also secured in a closet that the Justice Department and the Archives had said, "Hey, do us a favor, throw another lock on that to make sure it's extra secure." And it was also in a spot that was protected by the, sec- the Secret Service. So not any Joe Schmo could get all up in there. Meanwhile, here's secret documents located in the garage of Joe Biden. Which, by the way, um, it wasn't too long ago when he was out uh, driving the Corvette, I guess, where he was backing it into the garage. And you can see the boxes. Oh, but it's different. It's different with Joe Biden because he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat and he's not, he's not the big bad person like that orange man. It's okay. It's just Joe, he didn't know it was there. But the number of questions that are coming about that I really truly hope are, are really asked because there's a lot that needs to be asked about this. Starting off with, The lawyers that went to go get the documents, who were they and did they have secret clearance to be able to handle, view, and find or go retrieve these documents? And were they sent there to retrieve the documents? On top of that, you had six years. We're going on seven years, but it was back in November when they started finding this stuff, so we'll call it six years. It was over six years that Joe Biden, the former vice president, who did not have any right to have the documents after leaving office, had them in his private office and apparently residence as well. So now the question is, how further back do we need to start looking on this? Do we need to start looking back on uh, what he had when he was on the intel committees, when he was the senator? How much other stuff does he have? And how many other locations is this stuff in? And on top of all of this, guess who had access to the house where the garage was with the documents that was secured in the locked garage? Hunter Biden. Oh, and 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 the sad part, it just keeps getting worse. Guess who was writing the checks for the Penn Center? The Penn-Biden think tank center. Nope, it wasn't Hillary Clinton. It wasn't the uh, millionaire, uh, you know, uh, donors for the uh, the Democrat Party. Nope, wasn't them. It was China. It was China. So one of the people that... uh, that is is donating to the the, the Penn-Biden Center where classified documents have been stored for I, I don't know how long, five, six years, more? I don't know. But the people footing the bill for the place is China. And it, now it, it I, I... I know that we don't need to know... This, I mean, we're going to say we want to know, but you know, when it comes to top secret stuff, we don't really need to know. But I think we should be able to know the general topic of what these documents are. We don't need to know that it was, uh, uh, and it's for national security reasons, most likely, that we don't need to know that uh, Joe Biden had a document. Uh, about uh, China, and it had all this information about X, Y, and Z. We don't need to know that. But if we had simply know that he um, he had documents pertaining to China and Ukraine, that will be very interesting. It'll be very interesting if it comes out that those documents, again, don't necessarily need to come out and be like, all right, well, this is what it all says, But if you just say, hey, look, uh, he had documents pertaining to uh, issues with China and Ukraine or even Russia. That's going to bring up a lot of questions. And of course, the other thing we need to know is why are these lawyers all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you know what? Let's go. Let's go check out that office and let's go get these documents out of there. But hey, they did the right thing. Remember that because we're being told. We're being told um that he did the right thing by his lawyers actually saying that uh we 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 called the uh we called the uh, the National Archives and said, "Oh hey, by the way, we happen to find some of these, which now brings up other questions. My God, I mean, this is going to be like a q and a session like you wouldn't believe. but how was it? that it took six years and the National Archives didn't notice that these materials were gone? Didn't know who had them? Nobody at the National Archives stood, uh, stood up and said, "Um, <coughs> excuse me, but um, <clears throat> uh, um, uh, we're missing some documents. But they knew that Donald Trump had the documents as they were walking to the helicopter with them. But Biden, oh, I mean, didn't have it there. But the White House is now claiming that Biden had inadvertently misplaced some classified documents in three different locations, and was surprised that they were found. Wow, who would have thought of that? I didn't know. Did you put that? out? I didn't put that at her. And when the KJP was uh, was pressed by some of the the uh, the reporters, she said that we are confident that a thorough review will show that these documents were inadvertently misplaced and the president and his lawyers acted promptly upon discovery of this mistake. And you know what? Uh, for the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to say that these lawyers were there for something completely different. They opened up a box and they went, oh, this says top secret. You want to look at it? No, we shouldn't look at it. We're not. We're not going It just says top secret. We're going to leave this closed. Uh, yes, hi, National Archives. yeah, this this is Biden lawyers. Um, uh, we we found some documents that are labeled uh, classified. We're not going to open them up. We're just going to keep them here. you want can we can we bring these over to you? Six years. Six years, Biden had these documents, and now we're finding out that as of last night, we're up to three locations. How many more locations are we going to find documents? How many of these documents did Hunter Biden have access to? How many of these documents are pertaining to Ukraine and to China and the business things that Hunter Biden was doing that the big guy was getting 10% of? This is not good. And you know, just a couple of days ago, I had said that I highly doubt that there will be any sort of impeachment of Joe Biden simply because it would kind of come across as some sort of a revenge thing. Uh, not to mention, I think the Republicans are smart enough to know that, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to impeach Joe Biden on any of these things because it's got to go through the Senate and the Senate and, you know, the the five or six different Republicans there that are a bunch of sissies and they're on the side of the Democrats and it would never go through. I'm rethinking that now because if this continues going down this road with more information, and and again, if it starts being China and Ukraine related and the investigations start going into Hunter and all of his business dealings that Joe Biden was getting a cut of, this may not be very good for the big guy. This may actually lead to impeachment. This is going to get interesting and more and more interesting before it's over. This one might actually be even bigger by the time it's all exposed than Donald Trump saying, hey, I wanted these documents in my records, not a big deal. Especially if we find out that the Biden documents are China-related. Not good, Biden family. Not good. Hang on. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russ Show. Good morning.
1: Analyzing the crazy left one show at a time. The Brian Rush Show is back on WYOO News Talk at 101.
5: All right. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. So there are a few polls that are out when it comes to the hypotheticals when it comes to 2024. I read one poll the other day that, again, had Donald Trump destroying everybody. It was just all across the board Donald Trump was going to win. But now there's a new poll that is out. Uh, The survey was done between uh, January 2nd and January 8th. And uh, this particular poll has Biden, by the way, uh, at about an eight-point lead over Trump. However, Biden does trail DeSantis in the same poll by about three points. It was a, a poll that was done by the WPA polling for Club for Growth. I wonder what that poll's going to say today, just out of curiosity. Hang on, we got to take a break for Fox News coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russ Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning.
1: Now back to the Brian Rush Show on W.Y.O.O. News Talk at 101.
5: All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. A little chillier this morning than it was yesterday. Uh, It is uh, temperatures uh, down here in the low 50s, like 51, 52. Here's what's insane, though. And I know it doesn't directly affect you. It directly affected me this morning. One, I wasn't prepared for I I didn't do, it, it, the sad part is, is this very simple thing. All I had to do was, uh, hang on. If I don't if I don't hide my phone, it's going to start talking. All I had to do is say, hey, Google, what's the weather like? Because my home, which I know I shouldn't be this way, but the home is covered with that, so it probably tracks everything that I do and listens to me all the time. Um, sometimes I don't think it does. That's all I had to say. And it would have said, well, the weather for today is such and such. Current temperature is blah, blah, blah. Because I got it set up to do that. I didn't do that. So needless to say, uh, because yesterday was in the upper 70s, I got my happy little butt ready for work this morning and exited the house. Got into the garage where I store my classified documents. uh, Jumped into the car. Drove down the road. Got to uh, the Circle K that I always stop at for breakfast. And I opened the door to my car and holy crap. I don't know which was colder, the wind or the air temperature. It was cold. So I I felt a little okay. So I put on a um, I put on my fleece sweater, my, my my pullover, just so I was a little bit warmer. No, and no, oh my god, it's a little chilly outside. Can't wait. We'll get to the studio to be warmer. No. It was not warmer. Yesterday it was cold in the studio. It was like 58 degrees, I think, in the studio yesterday when I got here. This morning, as I walked into the studio, you know when you open up like a, a big freezer, one of those like deep freeze freezers, and from like 10 feet away, you can feel it? I could feel the cold air rushing underneath the door to the studio as I approached it. When I popped the door open to the studio, It was 50 degrees in the studio this morning. 50! It was colder in the studio than it was outside. Oh, my goodness. It has since warmed up a little bit. There's a little trick to make it extra cold in here, which I forgot about. I only do that when uh, Mark Sheldon comes into the studio. I do a particular thing to make sure it's nice and cold in here because he likes it when it's cold. But, uh, yeah, somebody did that yesterday. So, needless to say, it was... It up in here this morning, which is okay. I mean, I don't mind it too bad, but uh, today it's not going to be all of that warm uh, and it's definitely starting off a little on the cooler side. So with all this stuff with Joe Biden going on, uh, the Democrats now, they, uh, they're, they're jumping on the messaging. And again, I, I bring this up all the time and I know that there's a few people that talk to me and they're like, the, the, mes- the messaging isn't what it is. Because you watch. And you see it already uh, between the, the congressman nitwit there that's like, well, you know, it was uh, Donald Trump did 300 of them. And it's uh, just a couple of them. And, and Biden did the right thing. He called and said, hey, look what we got. That may have been the right thing to call and say, hey, look what we found. But um, you weren't supposed to have it to begin with. So you're, you're right, righteous, uh, he did the right thing stuff by, by calling the authorities to say, oh, by the way, we found some documents that we weren't supposed to have. That's not doing the right thing. That's called, oh, crap, I'm busted. But now watching the, uh, the left, they are full on damage control mode. And what a better way to be on damage control mode than say, uh-uh, wasn't me, it was him. The view, already jumping on the whole um, conspiracy theory that somebody had planted it. That the Republicans were behind getting the documents into the garage and also getting it into uh, the former office of the Penn Center. That's what the Democrats uh that I mean, that's what the uh the view. They're thinking that um and they'll start planting it because unfortunately there's a lot of bad to watch that show. It's the GOP. They're trying to take the pressure off of Donald Trump, so they snuck into the Penn Biden Center and they um they planted them in a locked closet. Uh, and then they also went down and um they put the documents in uh, in Joe Biden's uh garage which by the way he already admitted yeah I, I had him there so that that kind of when you start doing that it kind of um it doesn't doesn't make the conspiracy work too well when Joe Biden's like yeah i got it over there but then to add to the conspiracy my favorite democrat no no we're not talking about AOC my other favorite democrat Hank Johnson, Uh, uh, if we uh, put too many people uh, in one side of Guam, uh, will it tip over? You know what? Hang on. Just out of curiosity, I got to know. (laughs) I got to know this. I really do. I probably don't because it's going to scare me. Um Hank Johnston uh, number. I don't care about his phone number. I, I just want to know how many terms in office he's had. Um, why can't this be easier? How long has he uh, maybe this is good. Um I don't care when he was born. Don't care about that. I just want to know how many times he's been in office. Why is it sometimes the, the simplest information is always like the hardest information to find? Because now I just, I'm, I'm just curious. So I got to know. He has served since 2007. So that's, hang on. I want to do the math on that, but I can't do it in my head. So it was 2007. Um, uh, it, it, it's too many times. Let's just leave it at that. But Hank Johnson now, he is uh, another one of the politicians that's jumping on the fact that uh uh maybe uh the documents uh, uh were uh planted by uh the maga people. He really is got to be the dumbest congressperson there is. And that says a lot because the Republicans have that idiot Soros or Santos or whatever his name is. I mean, he's just a straight out liar. He may be smart, but he was a liar. Did a lot of stupid stuff. But Hank Johnson has got to be the lowest IQ, dumbest person in Congress. I have never, and I sometimes look for things that he says just because I want to be proven wrong that, you know what, maybe this guy is smart. And you know what's crazy? He's a lawyer. Yeah. Can you imagine that guy being your defense lawyer? I would say, I I would be like, oh, screw it. Forget Put the cuffs on me. Just lock me up. Let's get this out of here. I got to go. Uh, if, uh, if it pleased the, uh, court yeah it would please the court if you could get a sentence together without at least 15. Ugh. but he's jumping on that conspiracy too, so I can't wait to watch uh you know the, the um the, the statements that he will make, especially if he gets onto any sort of committee <laughs> I can't imagine they would put him on a committee um but you, you just don't know. but that's the new conspiracy thing now. the conspiracy theory that we are we are going to get. Uh, is that it was the GOP had planted the documents now, even though Joe Biden has already been like, yeah, I had them in my garage. It was, it was secure. Cause I look, look, man, this isn't a joke. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I have my Corvette in that garage. You're damn right, pal, that that garage was secure. It was locked. There was one of those Yale locks, you know, like the college. It was a Yale lock that was on that garage door. And on top of that, without that button thingy, you can't open the door. Not kidding. Not joking. Serious. Such a joke. There's days I can't, I still, I, I still have a hard time grasping that this guy is the president of the United States. But now there's all kinds of other theories that are starting to fly. And not the conspiracy theories that the Republicans set this up, but that the Democrats had set this up. I do, I do enjoy the conspiracy theory um, simply because of the entertainment value that is in it and the creativity. I mean, there's, I can't say there's never been any conspiracy theories that I've never really kind of said, oh my God, really? Uh, because there's a lot of conspiracy theories that over the years, we were all like, yeah, okay. Uh, did your mom get your peak, peak uh, bagel bites uh, ready for you? She'll have them downstairs in the basement in a little while for you. There's been some of those that we've heard for years, and all of a sudden now we're like, holy crap, that's true. But some of the conspiracy theories just entertain the living daylights out of me. And the new one that I saw last night is that this entire thing is being done by the Democrats, by the puppet masters of the Biden administration. This is great. You're going to love this. The idea behind this now is not to get Joe Biden impeached, but what they will do is they will uh, they will set up enough so that Joe Biden um, looks like he broke the laws and all this other stuff and the Republicans will want to impeach him. Uh, Democrats are going to say, hey, you know, we might not have a bunch of a choice. And then somebody's going to walk up to Joe Biden and be like, uh, Joe, what you need to do is just quit and go home, have some ice cream. And then he will step down. And then once Joe Biden steps down, that will bring Kamala Harris. <laughs> Everybody, I'm the president. <laughs> uh, she will come in and finish off the, uh, the year and a half or so. But then there's got to be a vice president. And what do you do? Now, for a while there, there is the the talk about how uh, one of the main palpit masters behind the Biden administration is obviously Obama. But Obama and Susan Rice. I mean, Senator Rick Scott and I, we've talked about this before. And I asked him point blank. Who the hell's running the government? And he said without even skipping a beat. He was like Susan Rice. Susan Rice, who hangs out at the White House all the time, too. So... Uh, You know, that theory's got some plausibility to it. But I don't think it would be her. They they won't put Susan Rice into that VP position. Instead, they will set up the candidate that they want for 2024. And you know they don't want uh, Kamala. Because Kamala's dreaming the dream of dreams that she had when she was dreaming about dreaming about becoming the dream president of the dream nation that she dreamt about when she was dreaming, they don't want her either. Gavin Newsom. That is the new conspiracy theory. That this entire thing with the documents, it's not to take pressure off of Donald Trump, obviously, because look, yesterday they, uh, they went ahead and they named a, uh, a special counsel to investigate Biden. So, clearly, they're not going to try and cover it up entirely. But they'll pressure Joe Biden to leave. Kamala steps in, and then Gavin Newsom gets named the uh, the vice president. However, I'm not sure they can do that. Now that I'm thinking about this a little bit, because I don't think that the vice president and the president can be from the same state. That may be a bad, bad conspiracy theory. I didn't think about that till just now ding 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 but either way uh if that was to happen that would be very interesting or they they'd bring somebody uh that they could actually put in there as the the next candidate i don't know this whole thing is very interesting but either way uh the 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 way that the, the democrats the white house uh and those in the left media well, actually, you know what? Not so much in the left media. The left media is not being all that generous on this one. But the way that they're trying to frame this, like, you know, oh, Joe didn't even know. Well, you know what? <laughs> this hurts, but I'm going to say it. I mean, sometimes you got to do it. it may it, Sometimes it hurts, but you got to say it. Maybe Joe's right. Maybe he didn't know. I mean, the the whole thing with the, the documents in his garage he probably wasn't even thinking when, uh, when they asked him, what, especially when Deucey asked it, what were you thinking by putting that stuff in your garage? He probably didn't even think about, you know, did I do that? No, he's like, well, what? do you think my garage isn't secure? Come on, man. My Corvette's in there, man. Jeez. And I've got a freezer in there that's got ice cream when I'm there on the weekends. Of course it's secure. There's a good chance that maybe Joe Biden doesn't have a clue. But if that's the case, the question then is, who did? Because it's not like, you know, just magically documents that you are okay to see as a vice president appears in multiple private offices of the former vice president that you're not supposed to have because you're no longer a vice president and you don't have the ability to classify it. And clearly nobody's asking at this point, hey, did Obama, did Obama, did Barry, did he, uh, did he declassify that stuff so that uh, the Joe could take it? And if he did, then there'd be no big deal and they wouldn't have to turn it back in. This whole thing is a mess. And in a typical Democrat fashion, nothing is consistent except for their narrative of it's not that big of a deal. Trump is still worse. Trump's a bad guy here. As a matter of fact, it probably was Trump that planted it. This is going to be fun, folks. This is really, really, truly going to be fun to watch how this all goes down. And it will be interesting to see if the, the Democrat conspiracy will also be one that goes down. Where they're trying to just oust him or at least make it so that he can't run in 2024. I mean that would say something if the Democrats were setting up their own man. But then again, maybe not getting out the memo to the, all the people or that's maybe the plan. Maybe the plan is that the the powers that be know that hey, look, we'll uh, we'll let them all kind of string it along and be like, "Oh, let's defend Biden, let's do this." And then all of a sudden it goes south and he just can't run and we we put Gavin Newsom in so that he can run. Either way, it's going to be an interesting show. And now that there's a special counsel that's been assigned to it, that means the DOJ is taking it a little bit serious. But then again, when you look at the, uh, the, the legal aspect of it, Merrick Garland, he is literally stuck between a rock and a hard place. This is one of those situations that there is absolutely no way that the attorney general cannot investigate this. Because otherwise... It looks like he's covering for Biden. I mean, if he comes out with something and be like, oh, well, actually, it wasn't Biden. It was a low level knife diver uh, that just uh, fell on the sword uh, to take one for Biden. Uh, It was their fault. uh, And they're going to go to jail for the rest of their lives and we're going to ruin it. But don't worry, uh, because we'll pay for their family. Politics. This is so much fun. Hey, on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. Good morning. A true patriot telling it like it is. The
1: Brian Rush Show is back on WYOO News Talk at 101.
5: All right. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. I, I did the math during the news or during the break. Eight terms. This is the eighth term for Hank oh, Johnson from Georgia. Eight times. Georgia. Georgia, what is wrong with you people? Especially those in that district. What is, how? Is there not somebody in that district that is just a little bit smarter? I mean, just somebody that can maybe form a sentence. Anything possible? I just, I don't get it. And again, the the guy, Congressman Hank Johnson, the Democrat that thought that Guam would flip over, Um, he was a lawyer. Eighth term that he is serving right now in Congress. Guy can't form a sentence. Was so stupid that he actually asked an admiral that if we continue to populate Guam, will it tip over? Okay. Okay. And you know what's sad is that I actually watched a documentary that addressed that issue. Guam, uh, obviously being an island, uh, is not like, uh, what is it, the Bahamas that are like this? I think the Bahamas is one of the, the land masses that, uh, and I've seen a document on this, that underneath the Bahamas, there the uh, the ground underneath it is not, the width of the island. It's kind of like this weird, like, cone thing, and then the island is kind of, like, on top. It's bizarre. I saw a documentary on that, uh, and I thought to myself, I actually had a Hank Johnson moment going, uh, could that tip over? But he's now in the conspiracy theory that the Republicans uh, actually planted information, uh, the the documents in Joe Biden's possession, these the classified documents. Good old Hank Johnson. At least there's some entertainment uh, out of him, and he's he's just too stupid to do anything bad. Hey, uh, first responders, military, current and past. Uh, If you've not heard, we are doing our um, military and first responder appreciation lunch that we are doing every month uh, for the next couple of months at uh, American Charlie Grill and Tavern uh, right there on the beach. If you haven't been there, you got to go there. Check out the nachos. Or my favorite, the Reuben. Oh my God. Uh, that's about all I can say to that. It's delicious. Uh, but I want to take some first responders and military people uh to lunch. And um, this is the deal. Go to newstalk101.com. Our first lunch is actually already full. So we're taking it for our second lunch. So if if you if you've registered for it already and I haven't contacted you, uh you are still in 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 the guest list for the next one. So, uh, you know, make sure you go to Newstalk101.com. Get signed up for that. Uh, We will be doing that lunch. And for those of you that have asked me, because I've had a few people ask me saying, well, what if we're not a first responder or military? Can we still go to lunch with you? Um, Yes, we are actually working on that. I had a phone call about that uh, two days ago. Uh, We are working on that. So we're going to do another lunch because, hey, I like food. So we're going to eat. That's all there is to it. And I like hanging out with you guys and talking with you. So we're going to have another lunch Uh, in addition. We'll have details on that later. But in the meantime, first responders, our military folks, get over to News Talk at 101 so I can take you to American Charlie's. Hang on. We'll be right back.
1: Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of the Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Now. Ladies and gentlemen. get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now. Here's Brian Rust on News Talk at
5: 101. All right, welcome back to hour number 2 of the show. Good morning and happy Friday. I got a question. <laughs> and this goes to the Let's Make Up Words. What the heck is an atmospheric river? This is the new thing in California. Cuz remember, it doesn't rain in South uh, Southern California. Even though that's kind of what it's been doing. But they are experiencing an atmospheric river. You mean it's raining? No, no, it doesn't. It's not rain. Because rain is racist to say rain. So it's not raining. What it's actually doing is that it is a, a an atmospheric river. So like there's a a, a river of water that's going through the atmosphere and it's coming down to the ground and it's, it's flooding areas. Yes. That's, um, that's, that's called rain. Now, all right, well that if it's not called rain, then that's called a, a a rain cloud with a waterfall. I mean, is that, I mean, where do we keep coming up with these words? That's an atmospheric river. Of course, in the news at the top of the hour, they were talking about, uh, you know, the, the amount of snowfall uh, that's been up in the, uh, the mountains in the California area, which, yes, California does have some mountains and the snowpack, which is such an important thing. And, of course, there's been a huge drought in that area for a very long time. And it, this is just another example of how you just can't make people happy. We heard about how, oh, my God, the drought, it's it's the worst thing ever. Oh, my God, there's no water. And oh, what do we do? Then they complain because it snows. Then they complain because it rains. And, of course, now they're all freaking out because of the fact that there's more snow uh, up there than normal, which is a good thing. People don't realize that this is where, like, a, a lot of our, our rivers are fed. They're fed from the snowpack that we get uh, up north, uh, up in the mountains. But I just, I don't know, that's a word I don't get. Atmospheric river. That's a new one. Really is. Shocks me. I'll have to look that one up. Uh, I'm sure there's some sort of a definition. Uh, you and I, we, 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 I think we just call that rain. But the other big mess that we are dealing with in the country right now is, uh, it, it seems to be transportation. And it seems like every element of our transportation, there's a problem. We're attacking cars. We got to get rid of all those gas cars because it's it's bad for the environment. So you got to get electric. So we have our cars that are under attack. We have trucks that are under attack. They are constantly saying, oh, my God, we got to change all the trucks from diesel into this and that. And, oh, my God, this is horrible. And. They, uh, they restrict our, our truck drivers more and more and more all the time, which that only creates big problems for us when it comes to our supply chain. Something that, by the way, still hasn't been fixed. We still have baby food shortages. We have other shortages all over the place. We have supplies, construction supplies, all kinds of shortages going on, not being addressed. Then we saw the mess over the holiday when it came to uh, airlines. And granted, um, there was going to be a mess anyhow because of the weather. The weather ended up making Southwest even worse because of computer system problems, which is amazing considering the guy who runs Southwest is a computer science major. You would think that he would be on top of that, but apparently not. And now we have the big delay that happened the other day due to a system called NOTAMS which I don't care about the fact that the FAA has has changed this. You'll hear it now that they're saying that it's a notice to air mission. No, no, that's, that's not what it is. It's a notice to airmen. Stop it with the damn changing of words so that, oh my God, we have to make it politically correct so that it doesn't offend somebody. I mean, I get it. It's an air mission. You know, every time that you fly a plane someplace, it's kind of a mission and everything, but it has always been called a notice to airmen. Not to men, not to the male population that flies airplanes, but airmen. As in human being, human, airmen, people that air, yeah. But no, we got to change the words. And one of the things that we are seeing right now um, come to light after this mess the other day with the NOTAM system. And by the way, if you don't know what the Notum system is, it is a, a um, it's an information system for pilots. It basically gives you all the information that you need for your uh, departing airport and uh, for your arriving airport and information in between. And I I don't have enough time to go into all the details of of what information is in there, but there's a lot, which has also been one of the issues that many pilots are talking about. Um, The NOTAM system is kind of an overwhelming thing, and there's a couple of ways now that you can see this. The the old-fashioned way... um, of getting your notums, it was very much so in a, in a a coded kind of way. I mean, you, to to see what a notum looks like, if you didn't know how to read it, you'd be like, oh, "Did somebody spill an alphabet soup on the floor or something?" What happened? What is this? I mean, all me, it's confusing. It really is. But nowadays, there is technology and there's uh, computer programs, um, you know, and apps and stuff like that for pilots to use where they dumb it down and make it easier to understand in English. But this is one of the things that, uh, that pilots have complained about, is that the system is overcomplicated. It's overfilled with information that, is, that just doesn't need. So there's been complaints about it for a very long time. But you know what pilots didn't complain about? The fact that it was called a notice to airmen. But hey, stop the presses. The FAA has got to make sure that this is uh, politically correct and that it uses the right language. So they changed it a couple of years ago to notice to air mission. But pilots are showing some frustration over the FAA uh, with the fact that they are not addressing things the way that they should. And this is, again, the reason for why the woke left does not need to be in charge of everything. The FAA's budget um, for this year and for last year Um, allocates millions of dollars not towards the safety systems, not towards making sure that we get more air traffic controllers trained and up into the towers and the control centers so that we can have safe airways. No, that's that's not what they're doing. Instead, the FAA's budget has shown that they have millions of dollars allocated towards inclusive language, Notice to Air Mission rather than notice to Airmen, racial equality, environmental justice, and of course climate change. This is another thing that the FAA is working on with their budget. Yet they neglect to update a very important system, like the Aeronautical Information Management Program, which happens to include the NOTAM system, which is about thirty years old. And rather than changing that and making it simpler and safer, well, you know what? We got to make sure that we take care of the inclusive language and the racial equality and environmental justice and the climate change. And you also, by the way, you also have to have inclusion. That's another thing that the FAA is on. And it's just, but of course, this, again, this is not the low level people of the FAA. I know a few air traffic controllers. I know there's a few of them that listen to the show, and great guys. And what they do is great. I mean, if if you ever, if you ever listen to um, some tapes of air traffic controllers, um, a lot of it I, I get for the average person is probably confusing. And you listen to it and go, "What the hell are they even saying?" But if you were to like YouTube, and you can find these all over the place, YouTube a um, uh, air traffic control and emergency. The way these uh, these guys are freaking amazing. They really are. But the leadership, eh, not so much. 233-9988, that's the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Oops, I'm sorry, I missed you. But uh, again, this is a typical thing that we are seeing with the left right now. Uh, and, And that is that they look at not what's important, what's safe for you and I. But instead, spending millions of dollars on inclusive language, racial equality, environmental justice, and climate change. It's ridiculous. 233 is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to The Brian Rush Show. Happy Friday, Brian. Hey, man. Happy Friday. How are you today? Uh, I'm I'm good because I'm not in
4: an airport actually. Yeah. Since you're talking about that, yeah. Uh, last uh, last week uh, when the storms were coming through, I was in the process of flying to Chattanooga through Charlotte, and uh, of course, you know when you're flying, you you expect when there's weather issues that you're going to be delayed and uh, or rerouted. And so we pulled out of the gate, had to have. Uh, then they had to reroute us because to get, to get around the storm. So they, we had to pull back into the gate in Charlotte to pick up more fuel. Then we finally took off and what should have been about a 30 minute flight turned into about an hour flight. Then we finally landed in Chattanooga. Then we got the bad news. While we're sitting on the tarmac quite a ways from the gate, they gave us the news that, uh, the airport's a little understaffed. Mm. So. Yeah, they didn't have any of the, let's see if, if we use the terms correctly, they didn't have baggage missions, they didn't have gates missions, <laughs> they didn't have anybody, they had one gate working. Oh. And, yeah, and so so they the pilot says that there's a plane in the gate, they're unloading now, and then they're going to reload and take off, and there's two other planes in front of us that are going to have to unload and reload. We sat on the tarmac for two or three and a half hours. Oh, I believe it. Before we actually got in there. And I'd like to say that was an unusual situation. But most of the – it seems like wherever I fly, you keep hearing, well, we're waiting for gate agents. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for gate agents. We're waiting for gate agents or, you know, whatever. It's just there's not enough people even in the airports. It's not not just pilots and – and flight attendants, there's not enough people to handle you at the airports.
5: Yep. And yet the Biden administration is now touting the fact that uh, we have the lowest unemployment in 50 years. But the one thing that, and, and Craig, you know exactly where I'm going with this, and you could probably say it before I yep. even say it, that they're not taking into consideration right. that workforce participation, <laughs> you know, and, and, and we see this all the time. It's like, it's not like there's that many more jobs and more businesses that are looking for things. It just, there's people just not going back to work. And, you know, airports is, look, first off, I mean, ground agents. And so people understand what a ground agent is or gate agent. Uh, it's not like just the person that stands there and goes, okay, let me see your ticket. And uh, it, it, it there's usually for every one of the airlines, there's six, seven, eight people that just on the ground alone that handle every airplane. And that's loading the bags, unloading the bags, dumping the toilets, putting fuel in it, um, hooking up the air conditioning. I, I mean, there's the so much stuff. into the gate. Yeah, getting you into the gate, getting you out of the gate. Um, you know, it takes at least four people just to get you out of the gate. Um, so, I mean, it, it takes a lot for that. And airports are struggling to get people in there because, number one, the airlines and the companies that support the airlines, they don't pay that well to those people. Um, and that kind of sucks. But, yeah, I mean, we, we have we have a major workforce participation problem, and, you know, it does affect uh, the air traffic. You know, the average turnaround yeah. for an airplane is like 30 minutes from the time it gets into the gate, cleaned out, reloaded, unloaded, the whole nine yards refueled. It takes at least 30 minutes. So <laughs> if there's a few planes and in front of you, you're waiting. Staffed. Yeah, that's when they're fully staffed. So and
4: Here's a perfect story about what you're talking about with the participation rate. Uh, yesterday I was talking to a manager in Georgia who told me the story of a, a man, that, a young, young man that came into his office and said he hadn't been working with us long. He said, uh, we, uh, you know, I just can't do this job. It's, it's too hard for me. <laughs> and he said, I, I need to resign. So he said, okay, we'll just fill out this uh, voluntary resignation form. And he, and he said, yeah, I just, I just want to go home and collect unemployment. So after he filled out the the resignation form, the manager said, you do know that in the state of Georgia, you can't collect unemployment if you voluntarily resign. He said, really? The manager (sighs) said, yeah, really. You have to be fired. The man said, well, can you fire me? (laughs) And he said, no, get out of (laughs) here. Wow. Yeah. that's, That's just the perfect example. I mean, we have trained our people not to
5: work. Yep, we have. You know, it's it's we've we've given them these these options of being able to collect And, apply. and You know, the sad part is about this is that even though the law, uh, and and you know as well as I do that it, that's kind of the same just about everywhere uh, that you can't just quit and then go on and collect unemployment. But all you got to do it in a lot of these places is you can still go in and apply, and they'll ask you obviously, were you fired or did you quit, and you can say I quit, but. Uh, I quit because it was a hostile working environment and then they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, bad employer, you're right. We should give you unemployment And they give it to them anyhow.
4: Oh yeah, it's amazing how many it is amazing how many even if even if the company appeals, yeah, with with documentation that the employee knew that what they did was wrong, the many times they still get the unemployment. that's that's part of the problem.
5: Yep, it really is. That's a a huge problem. And and just think about the billions of dollars, you know, not even millions, but billions of dollars that that are being wasted on people who have lied about why they are no longer employed um, and just sit at home and collect unemployment. You know, I mean, for the longest time when I was a hiring manager, um, you know, there would be times where we would put an ad out and you'd, you'd get X number of people and you'd find a few people to interview and out of five, maybe one even shows up. Uh, and, and you know that the other four uh, were only doing it so that they could fulfill their obligation with the unemployment that said, I looked for a job and I went to job uh, Joe's uh, banana shop uh, for an interview. But you didn't. And there's no follow-up on that stuff either because there's so many people that are, you know, playing this game. Uh, I wish that there was something that could be done on that.
4: Yeah, and and they do need to tighten that up. It's 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 horrendous. And then, yeah. and what people don't understand is that's raising your costs because the companies right. are the ones that actually have to fund the unemployment.
5: Yeah, yeah. People don't realize that that's not uh, that's not just tax dollars uh, that's being thrown around. No. Companies have to actually pay uh, an unemployment fee to the state for every employee uh, for the the potential of an employee being let go and you know having to pay for that. So it's it's a messed and so up system.
6: The
4: uses. Yeah, so if the company actually uses more unemployment from their unemployed people,
5: right, then they get they charged more. Paid
4: in, they have to pay extra. So yeah. this is what raises your costs, and a lot of people don't understand that.
5: Yep, and and it's really sad that that so many people don't understand the 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 very basics behind the expenses of a business. I mean, so, some people, you know, I've had people that work for me where you know we've had that conversation, and I've had to explain to them. I mean, look, uh, we pay you twenty thousand dollars a year. I'm just using that as a number. Uh, but it costs us $10,000 a year on top of the $20,000 so it's like we have to pay insurance on you we got to pay unemployment we have to pay um you know the other insurance we have to pay for training we have to pay for all of this other stuff and and by the time it adds up you know it's half of the half of the cost of the employee so people don't realize that you know your $20,000 salary costs a business $30,000 uh you know exactly. and and, and it people just don't get that stuff and of course that that expense gets passed along to the consumer, uh, and people don't get exactly. it. But we need to do something, man, when it comes to, uh, you know, people just not getting up and working. And, and this whole thing with allowing them to do it, it it's got to stop because it's ruining uh, society.
4: So we have to quit funding them being at home.
5: That's right. Get off your butt and go to work. Uh, you know, and, exactly. and 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 I know you kind of agree with me on this one, even though I know what you do for a living. Um, you know, it also has to be one of those HR has to realize, and the lawyers have got to realize too, um, that yeah, you, you do, cut me to the quick. yeah, <laughs> you, you do have to tell, yeah, right to the, it's just like, <laughs> uh, you do have to be able to tell the employees, shut up and go back to work. Stop being a cupcake. Uh, you know, yes, I know you're going to sweat a little bit and you might get some dirt on your hands, but that's the job. Go back to work. Uh, and we got to stop coddling people. Uh, but then again, that goes beyond uh, the HR department. That goes to the lawyers that are more than willing yep. uh, to take on a case and go after somebody because, oh, my God, the employer is being big and bad and made somebody do work, and they sweat. Uh, you know, all that's got to yep. be reformed You're and right. stopped. It really does. Well, so, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much for the call. Have a fantastic weekend. And, uh, you know, that that is, I, you know, I give HR a hard time all the time, and I do, and in a lot of ways... It's kind of deserved in some ways, but you know, a lot of what they end up doing is trying to protect the companies from the lawyers, the dirtbag lawyers, not the good lawyers, but the dirtbag ones, the dirtbags that will take some lazy piece of crap. Who's like, I don't want to work. So let's sue them because they made me do work. Oh my God. They scheduled me for two, eight hour shifts back to back. Oh, they're so mean and evil. There, there needs to be some serious reform when it comes to that. We need to make it so that, um, you know, if you're going to sue an employer because uh, you left them or whatever it might be, it needs to be for a dang good reason. Like, uh, you know, the, uh, the manager was grabbing my butt and I didn't like it. I'm emphasizing in the didn't part, by the way. Um, you know, or the company was really, truly hostile. By coming out and, and actually yelling at people and degrading people. Not saying, hey, I got you scheduled for an eight-hour shift. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so mean. But until we get a handle on that and stop the frivolous lawsuits, it's just going to keep getting worse. Lazy people need to get back to work. Hang on. We got to take a break. We'll be back.
1: Brian Rust and political correctness have never really gotten along very well. If you have a complaint, fill out a post-it note and throw it away because there's a darn good chance he just doesn't care if your feelings are hurt. The Brian Rust Show is back. on News Talk 101.
5: All right. Welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Friday, even though it is Friday the 13th. (laughs) hopefully it's not that bad of a day for joe biden but i have a feeling it probably will be the next uh coming weeks probably not going to be the greatest for joe biden uh as uh more and more of the documents are found in different locations and oh this is going to be fun to watch it really truly is but one thing that has not been very fun to watch especially as we see yet another one happen yesterday with the death of uh, Lisa Marie Presley. Which is sad because it's his, her, her dad's birthday would have been just about a week ago, two weeks ago. But at 54 years old, um, even though she, she did have a hard life, uh, she did have a lot of issues in, in the past. Still at 54 years old, this is a time that um, it, it, this, we should not be seeing the number of cardiac issues that we are seeing. And, you know, I've, uh, every day this week, I, I've, been, uh, I've been going through stories, and something that, that, I have, that has caught my eye as I'm going through news stories, uh, you know, to talk with you guys about and doing research on different things, I keep catching these stories out of the corner of my eye, and there was a couple of them that I wanted to talk about the other day. Uh, there was two stories. It was a 16-year-old and 17-year-old athlete. Both dropped dead from heart issues. And I'm thinking to myself, going, man, how, th- that must be an outdated story because I've seen that story before. And I clicked on the stories and I looked at them like, holy crap, this was from yesterday. And this is one of these things that I don't know if there's enough people going, hold up a second, because there have been so many cardiac issues lately. And the questions that I think we need to start asking is, what's going on? And I know that automatically a lot of people are going right to the shot. Is it the jab? Is it the jab that's doing it? Who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe it is the jab that's doing it. Because right now, we are seeing people uh, on an alarming rate, especially young people, athletes that are in their teens. I mean, I, I could probably do two entire shows just about the stories that I have come across of teenagers, not only athletes, but regular teenagers dropping from heart attacks. And we're seeing more and more uh, in their 30s, in their 40s. These are not timeframes that people should be having these level of cardiac issues. And we're also watching it around the world. Obviously, we had the, the big NFL guy not too long ago. Uh, you know, with his situation. And granted, they're saying that that was one of those freak deals uh, where he made contact at just the right point in between heartbeats. So I guess we could probably rule that one out as far as the rest of these. But the question is, what's going on? And of course, um, (laughs) the mainstream media, man. I saw this article and... I just I, I i took a deep breath and just let my heartbeat slow down just a little bit because I got so frustrated with it. ABC News, one of the main news organizations, one of the big guys. They should probably start talking to some of the health experts. They've got plenty of them that are on staff. They got plenty of uh, of news sources and reporters that could go out and could talk to cardiac specialists can go out and talk to research people there's so many things that you could do and of course the one thing that we want to say or start off with when we're trying to find the the root cause to the cardiac issues is let's talk with the health people health people what do you think what what is causing all this why are we seeing these numbers Is this an unusual number of these? Or is it a thing where we're just reading more about it? What's going on? To be honest with you, I don't ever remember seeing this number of teenagers dying from cardiac issues. Let alone the world-class athletes all around the world. But ABC News, they did an article and it and this, this is what makes me want to punch them in the face and what gives them zero credibility, like Zippo. The headline on the article is, Rise in Heart Diseases May Be Explained. Hang on. Deep breaths. Just relax. It's going to be okay. May be explained by extreme weather conditions, according to a study. They're saying it's not clear why temperature shifts correlate with more heart attacks. Are you kidding me? ABC News is like, well, it must be climate change. Yeah, all the heart attacks that are happening, yeah, that's climate change. I mean, this is a point where they're really, truly starting to get ridiculous. Is the is the temperature shifts correlated with more heart attacks? I mean, if that's the case, uh, with the the minor changes that we're seeing in temperature from time to time, um, wouldn't there be more heart attacks like in the fall and spring, like on a regular basis? Because we're going from you know nineties hundreds uh, in temperature. Uh down to the 50s, 40s, 30s. Shouldn't there be more heart attacks then? And and why is this all of a sudden now? Oh, there's there's extreme weather conditions and the temperature shifts, and that's causing heart heart attacks. Really? Do you think that maybe this could be something else? And I think that it is a it is a fair question to ask. And I know that some people go down the road of, that's so stupid, it's not doing it. But the shot. Is the the COVID vaccine causing cardiac issues? That That is a legitimate question to ask. Now, going out on uh, uh, on the whole thing and being like, oh, it's definitely the shot. The shot's the one that's doing it. We don't know yet. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, um... We don't know. We don't know if, if, if that is what, um, is, is what the issue is. But I think that that should be taken into consideration. And rather than going out and saying something stupid like that the rise in heart, heart disease may be explained by extreme weather conditions. Or it, it might even be that it's, uh, it's being caused because of idiots like them that are going on blaming everything on climate change and it's pissing off everybody else that it's creating harder pack problems. But that wouldn't explain the issues with the athletes. But I do think that it is a, a legitimate concern and a legitimate question that should be asked. And, you know, I know some people are not going to want to hear the answer to it, but, you know, we should really truly look into it to see if, in fact... The shot had something to do with it. If not, what else? What else has done it? Is it uh, over-the-counter medications? Do we have a problem with medications that we are taking that might be um, having issues? Is there a a problem with our food? Because remember that most of the food that we eat nowadays is a product. It's not actually like food food. It's a product. Are there chemicals in the food that are causing the heart issues? We know it can't be emissions from cars because that's gone down. So what is it? But the whole idea that ABC News comes out uh, with their story and be like, oh, my God, it's got to be climate change. Because if anything is bad, it's climate change or Trump. Trump and climate change. It's the worst things ever. But I think it is a, a legitimate thing that I think really a, a medical study should be done. And, and, and I know that there are people that are not, not going to want to talk about the shot. But maybe the shot is something that needs to be looked at uh, to find out if it is the case. Look, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, good old Dr. Fauci. Uh, something that he doesn't like the fact that it surfaced. But Dr. Fauci, if you didn't know this, he was one of the guys... Uh, back with the NIH, uh, when the AIDS pandemic uh, became a big thing back in the 80s, uh, and obviously there was, there was people that were getting AIDS all, of the, all over the place, and there were people dying from it, uh, and there's obviously a call for some sort of a medical solution to it. Uh, and, and, of course, the, the pharmaceutical industry said, you know, all right, well, we're up for the challenge. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on with this, see if we can reverse it, see if we can fix it, what's going on. And Dr. Fauci came out uh, in an interview and, you know, he, he said, you know, hey, we, we can't rush into a, um, a, a vaccine for AIDS right away because we don't know. We don't know if it's going to work. So we, we, we can't go ahead and uh, just give it to hundreds of people, thousands of people, millions of people uh, and not know the results of it, not know the side effects of it. Can't do that. That was Dr. Fauci that said that. Of course, nowadays, he's like, take the shot. What's in it? Have you tested it? Doesn't matter. Take the shot. The more shots that you take, the more money that I get in my investments. Take the shot. Now, it could be. I mean, I'm not going down the conspiracy theory that it is, but it could be. I'm not ruling that out at all. There's a lot about the shot that I just kind of go, mm. I mean, because you just look at the surface of things and go, well, and is there a difference between one shot and the other shot? I don't know. I myself, not vaccinated from COVID. But what's odd is, you know, I do get the the flu vaccine. And because that is something that I I have done uh, since I've had my kidney transplant, because uh, me getting the flu it, with a weakened immune system, it puts me in the hospital. So it has helped me. And until this year, I've never had any sort of uh, cardiac issues ever. Except for one time that I was drinking way too much Coca-Cola. And my doctor was like, dude, your heart rate is out of control because your caffeine rate Stop drinking so much Coke. That's the only time in my entire life that I've had that. And now, you know, as I'm getting ready to turn 50, I had to go do a procedure and it was a procedure that I was going to get knocked out on. And because of the fact that I have been to the emergency room for chest pains, which I've never used to have, I couldn't get the procedure done until my cardiologist says, all right, I got to sign you off on this. And I thought to myself, no big deal. I'll go to the cardiologist. He'll listen to my heart. He'll check things out and be like, all right, go for it. Go get some sleep. My cardiologist surprised me by saying, no, uh, I'm not going to sign you off for this. We got, we got to do some tests. And my, I got a great cardiologist too. Uh, somebody that uh, comes highly recommended. So I'm not even remotely thinking, oh, this guy's just trying to milk it for some tests. He's not. So that got me alarmed a little bit going, wait a second. what what's going on with me now i mean granted you listen to the show you know how how worked up i get but that's not it so even me in my position i did and and, you know it kind of it rings some bells in my head as i watch all of this stuff going on all of these healthy people that are dropping like rocks i I think it's legitimate questions we need to ask what is it what is going on are we having vaccine problems I think it's legitimate to ask. Two three three ninety nine eighty eight. That's the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show.
3: Good. Good morning, buddy. This is Hello, Billy. Billy. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Billy? <laughs> um, I'm above ground,
3: at least for now, anyway.
5: Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
3: yeah, I just got in my truck, running a little bit behind, and heard you talking about the doctor a bit. Getting old or getting older sucks.
5: It does. <laughs> It does. I'm not enjoying this much.
3: Oh, hell no. But the, the, the past six months for me, uh, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a bitch. It was a pain. Yeah. yeah it, was a, it, it was a pain. Yeah, you've had a rough COVID six months. Myself. Yeah. I had the COVID myself, and I've been vaccinated. So at least it didn't hit me. It wasn't as bad. I lost my taste for about two weeks. Other than that. Crud, whatnot, right. Yeah, getting older sucks.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a lot uh, of fun.
3: Nah, but yeah, I I, I just had to chime in. Uh, yeah, I, I got a few years on you, so I'm blazing the trail for you. Um,
5: and I Earl, appreciate he's that.
3: Got a few hundred years. <laughs> Earl's got a
5: few years. <laughs> yeah, he's got a couple on all of us.
3: <laughs> but anyway i I
5: just wanted to give a quick shout out but uh, happy friday to third beware of anybody named jason (laughs) yeah right no kidding machetes that's right you got to watch out for the machetes nowadays because that is the weapon of choice of those who've decided that uh you know uh, the gun control laws are important and not carrying guns anymore so yeah gotta watch out for
3: that machetes and
5: all that was a big thing in england anyway
3: yeah uh, but yeah. now you can't you can't even have a pencil over there from
5: what i hear yeah they're, they're they're getting pretty stupid with things over there well hey billy thanks so much for the call i do appreciate it glad to hear that you're doing well have a fantastic weekend and uh drive safe on your way into work and two three three ninety uh that is the number for the show this morning always love getting your thoughts and opinions on things gotta take a quick break when we come back uh we'll take some more of your calls uh and uh boy we still got some stuff to talk about but this whole heart thing, there's there's something going on. And I hope that they are honest when it comes to looking into it and look at everything. Look at the shot. Is that causing problems? Hang on, we'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Good morning.
1: Calling him an ultra mega is not the worst thing he's ever been called. Maybe great, and maybe
5: just good, maybe not so good.
1: The Brian Rush Show is back
5: on News Talk at one o one. All right, welcome back to the show in 233-9988. That is the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show.
7: Hey, Brian. I'm glad I was able to get a hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. You were sitting there talking about all this COVID-related or no, cardiac-related incidences after yeah. the COVID booster. Yep. I'm not sure if uh, you've reported on it yet, but did you see the uh, Florida State General or the Surgeon General for the State of Florida, the guidance that he put out for the uh,
5: health departments? Uh is it a recent one or one that he did not too long back?
7: This was October whenever we put it out. They put out that uh people or men between the ages of eighteen and thirty nine. They don't recommend them getting the booster anymore.
5: Yeah. I did see that. Was
7: a eighty you did? Okay. Yeah. And I think it might
5: have been forty nine uh, actually, now that I think about it.
7: Uh yeah, it's possible. It might have been thirty nine. I don't know. But I I saw that eighty four percent increase uh cardiac related incidences or cardiac Mm -hmm. related deaths. Yeah. You know, after the, the boosters within two weeks after the booster. Yep. Yeah. So I figured that might be some good information for uh, people to know, because there's a lot of that not getting out. Yeah, that's true. Trying to make up their mind whether they're going to get it or not.
5: And actually it was, uh, it was not too long after he had that report out that I actually had him on the air. Um, and we did talk about that a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, that, that is one of those things. And, and you know, the Florida Surgeon General, which he's he's taken a lot of flack, but he's a pretty good guy and he's been right on about a lot of things. Not the only one, oh, yeah. you know, and and the concern yeah. that I've gotten with that is not necessarily the higher number of that age demo. It's that lower part. I mean, that's one of those concerning oh, yeah. things. And even the UK, and I don't know if you saw this, but the UK, um, they have gotten to a point where they said, absolutely no more children are going to be vaxxed or get the booster, period, no more. Yeah. Uh, And they cut that off. So there's something going on there that definitely needs to be looked into at the very least.
7: And Israel. Israel's putting out a lot more information
5: than the U.S. is. Yeah. The U.S. is holding back on a lot, so it it really makes you wonder, what is it that they are not wanting us to know? Um, Something is going on, and it needs to be looked into. And, you know, people need to pay attention to what's going on around the world because sometimes other countries will be a little bit more open than us Uh, And there's a lot of information out there about COVID of what other countries are doing. Uh, And then you see what we're being treated with. I mean, it it finally took Kevin McCarthy to go to the White House and look at Biden and go knock it off with the whole uh, COVID mandate on the military. And they finally changed their mind on that. So there's something going on. uh, We got to figure it out and we got to find out what's the bottom of that.
7: Well, it's going to come to light.
5: It will, without a doubt. Hey, man, thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. Uh, and Robert over in Arizona, which I always love, he, he uh, listens on the stream, and he, um, he always sends me great emails. Um, and he was just talking about how uh, he'd been a fire paramedic for 32 years, been a nurse, nurse practitioner, the whole nine yards. And uh, he said, and he pointed this out, and this is so true, that we have never seen a kid die from cardiac arrest unless trauma was involved. And how the past couple of years, we are seeing a dramatic increase in that. There's something up. And I think every parent and every person should be concerned and want to know more about what's going on with the cardiac issue. It's just every day we're watching more and more headlines uh, of people uh, dying from some sort of a heart issue. And I highly doubt, ABC News, that it has anything to do with extreme weather. Knock that off and go do some reporting. Sometimes the only way to stop
1: him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of the Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. Now.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, Let's
1: get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101.
5: <laughs> All right, welcome back to our number 3 of the show. Sometimes I'm so stupid. I hey, seriously I just went to like walk to the back of the studio before the uh, the show opener started again. About ripping my head right off because I forgot that I had headphones on. <laughs> I'm you, sometimes to watch what goes on behind this microphone is just. It's like the Three Stooges sometimes. It really truly is. Anyhow, welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Friday. It is Friday the 13th, by the way, and it's a cold one. What the heck is that all about? Like low 50s for the high today. Which I was not prepared for this morning. I'll be totally honest with you on that. So let's talk about some more health and medical stuff. This one might get you a little riled up. And it might cause some cardiac issues. So um, I highly suggest you get ready for those breathing exercises to bring everything down. Some wusa moments. That deep breath. Just breathe in. Breathe out. Hold it. That whole thing. This one, again, we're talking about kids. And the American Academy of Pediatrics is now recommending that obese children take weight loss drugs and get surgery. Oh, but it gets worse. Oh, hang on for this one, Buttercup. You're going to like this one. <sighs> but for the first time ever, the, uh, the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, the AAP, is now recommending that obese children take the weight loss drugs and get surgery. On Monday of this week, uh, they released their latest guideline for treating childhood obesity. And the first new guidance of the topic in 15 years. 15 years! What have you guys been doing? Seriously, did it take you 15 years to look into this? But the AAP introduced a focus on pharmaceutical treatments as well as metabolic and bariatric surgery instead of prevention. You know, prevention, like, all right, let's make sure the kids aren't eating a lot of crap food. And, oh, yeah, here's the other one. Tell them to go outside and play. Tell them to take a walk down the street and back. Tell them to get up off their butts, stop playing video games all day long, get some exercise, move the body a little bit. You remember when we were kids, we would get all kinds of PSAs uh, while we're just trying to watch our cartoons, which also ended up telling us, you know, we got to take care of ourselves, eat healthy and everything. And yet for 15 years, the AAP couldn't come up with any other guidelines. And when they do come up with them, they're like, yeah, yeah. We don't want to work on prevention. Instead, why don't we try and fix it with a drug or better yet, let's cut your kid open and mess around with their gut and it'll be fine. Instead of giving the guidelines of, okay, well, you know what? Um, 30 minutes of exercise a day. Get them out there. Hey, we also recommend that school systems uh, work on f- uh, phys head, and, uh, you know, we start playing some sports and stuff. Get the kids going. Nope, we don't talk about that. The guidelines uh, advises pediatricians to offer weight loss pills to obese children age 12 and up. NBC News reported that four drugs are now approved for the obesity treatment in adolescents starting at age 12. You know, there's a natural drug that you can also get too. It's called fruit, vegetables. And I know that, I know that it's expensive to eat right. But... You know, look, we we have to look at society with open eyes. And how many times have we seen where uh, rather obese children and sometimes, let's face it, obese families will be at the grocery store and you look and see what they got. Hmm. How many times do you see kids out playing? That's what needs to happen. And when, why the pediatric... Well, no, we just don't worry about that. We're not going to worry about prevention. But once they get fat, we'll give them a pill. And we'll cut them open. It'll be fine. But the guidance does recommend that children ages 13 and up with severe obesity should consider the, the metabolic or bariatric surgery. And again, not talking about the prevention... Like eating a little bit better, getting exercise, getting up, getting out. Nope. Give him a pill, cut him open. But here's where it gets even worse. Mm, Go woke. The American Academy of Pediatrics also asserted that obesity has been stigmatized for years because it took him 15 years to come out with some new guidelines. And is associated with serious short and long-term health concerns when left untreated including cardiovascular disease and diabetes. Of course, you know what also helps with the cardiovascular diseases? (laughs) I I know this is going to be a shock. Getting up and moving. If you ever had surgery where you're going to be in the hospital for more than a day or two, you know, once you are like sort of alert, the first things that the doctors do is they have the nurses come in and go, all right, come on, let's go for a walk. Go for a walk. What are you talking about? Even when I had my kidney surgery, a major organ transplant where they put a new organ in me that same day, which I mean, I will admit that the nurse that that was in charge, she was hot and it was hard for me not to say no to her. But when she said, hey, you got to get up and, and walk, I'll walk with you. I was about like, I I almost had, uh, you know, whiplash from the sheets coming off. Yes, let's go. Come on. I'll walk. Of course, that also motivated me to walk every time. Like, it got to a point where the nurses had to tell me to stop walking so much. They're like, Mr. Ross, go back to bed. But I got to find my nurse. And I think they started messing with me, too. Because they kept telling me, yeah, I think she's down that way. So I would walk. I probably did 10 miles of walking when I was in the hospital. But it, look, it's important. Get up and walk. Get some exercise. And the AAP claimed that the disease is obesity, and it can be treated successfully with the recognition that complex genetics, uh, physiologic, and socio socioeconomic and environmental factors are at play. Here we go. It's environment. It's the damn climate change has made these kids fat, right? I mean, I understand the socioeconomic aspect because, look, in order to eat super healthy is expensive. And that, that's a problem. And, of course, that problem is stemmed because of our government. If our government would stop making it so that it's so damn expensive to farm our food, then maybe more people could eat healthy because it wouldn't cost so much to get the good healthy food. Government. But they also went on, and here's where I, hang on, I just, don't get upset, don't get upset, because you know you're going to fly off the handle when you say this. The American Academy of Pediatrics also stated that the role of structural racism has played in obesity's prevalence. So let me get, hang on, I got a scorecard this. Hang on, let me get the the blank scorecard. So we've got uh, socioeconomic. Which, I agree, that does cause some problems because, uh, you know, a lot of people just can't afford to eat the good, healthy stuff. I get that. Um, let's see. the uh, What was the other one that they said here? The, um, the cardiovascular disease and diabetes. And, of course, when you're eating all that sugar, nah, is, uh, that's probably not a good idea either. So that's a problem. Uh, let's see. It was climate change is also the problem uh with uh, with obesity in the country and now oh yeah structural racism because all those poor fat white kids you know it's all about racism uh so we've got the racism in there oh wait hang on we gotta have the I word yep we'll put that one down too inequalities uh that's another reason for why uh, we have an obesity problem. Oh wait, hang on. There's another one here. Uh home ownership because kids don't live in a home, uh in a house and the parents don't own it, uh, that causes the kids to be fat. But seriously, the American Academy of Pediatrics is now saying that inequalities in poverty, unemployment, and home ownership attribute to structural racism has been linked to the increase in obesity rates. How does that apply to the, the fat white kids? Is that structural racism too, or is that just a fat white kid? But don't worry about it, because what we'll do is we'll just give the kid a pill, we'll cut their guts open, we'll uh, do some surgery there, uh, You know, we'll, we'll tie up the tubes a little bit so they can't eat so much and make them full, and it'll, the rest of their lives they'll be fine. How many people do you know that have had that surgery that have not been so fine, and were adults? But it's okay. Let's just do this with the kids. Don't worry about it. It's just, it's just with kids. But they went on, too, to say uh, with the guideline that families may be struggling with poverty, access to healthy foods, lack of social supports, racism, and or their immigration status. Let me put that one down on the list, too. Immigration status. So. So if you are an illegal immigrant, apparently that is another thing that's going to be uh, considered why uh, kids are fat. Probably not, though, because the kids just walked a thousand miles with their family, so they're probably not so fat because they got some exercise. Not that that's a good thing that they had to do all that. I mean, seriously, you don't see a lot of overweight migrants that are coming across the border. But you do see... These fat kids that just sit there in the house, get no exercise whatsoever, and eat junk food. Now, again, the whole idea of getting our kids to eat better, it's expensive. And it's expensive because, and if you ever talk to a farmer, the cost to grow your food, the real food, not this processed crap that everybody eats, but the real food, it's expensive. And that gets passed along to the consumer. And it's all because of the government regulations. And if the government would knock it off, more people could afford to eat healthy. There's a, um, you know, when you t- start talking about that with, with American food on everything, there's a person that I follow on social media who is obsessed with American food. And she recently came to America, uh, did like a little tour. She went to uh, to New York and went to all these different restaurants and everything. And, you know, obviously was like, woo, in America, going to eat all these foods and she talked about uh, when she got back to her home uh, home country in the UK about how just bloated and just blush she felt after eating all this american food and that she almost she pretty much had to go through like a detox after spending 5 days in new york city eating american food mostly because american food is a product it's not food anymore it's chemicals and all this other crap that's in it but the, uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics really truly should be ashamed of themselves that it took them 15 years to come out with new guidelines and their guidelines, it just says, hey, uh, yeah, you know, I know the kids are fat, but it's, uh, it's racism, it's, uh, um, you know, it, it's the climate change, it's the fact that they don't have home ownership. Uh, that's the reason why they're all fat and uh, we'll just give them a pill and we'll cut them open, we'll make them skinny. Rather than encouraging the government to do something about the problem that we have with the cost of food and encourage exercise. Now, you don't need to get out there, do the jumping jacks and get your kid a gym membership. But simply getting out and doing some walking, go walk for 30 minutes for crying out loud. But we don't do that. And schools are not, you know, encouraging physical education anymore. And the Center for Disease Control and Prevention also said that obesity impacts approximately 14.7 million American children and adolescents. More than 20% of American children ages 6 to 11 are considered obese. In addition to that, 22% of children between the ages of 12 and 19 are also in the category of being overweight. But don't worry about it. We'll just give them a pill, slice them open, and we'll be fine. This is our government for you. And I think at this point, the last thing that we need is the government to be recommending that we take more medication. There's so many natural ways that we can take care of ourselves that we're not doing. Because don't worry about it. Got a pill for that. Here, pop this pill. It almost makes you start to wonder. What effects does one pill have on the other pill? I have medication that I can't take. Unless there's like a six-hour gap between the two because it affects what's going on. What Things that make you go, hmm. Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russ Show. Let's listen News Talk at 101. Good morning and happy Friday.
1: The Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. If you're offended by what he said, just know he said it with a smile. The Brian Russ Show is back. Right here on News Talk at 101.
5: All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Friday. You know, I was just... As we're sitting here talking about the, uh, the American uh, Pediatric thing, uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics and the whole obesity thing, let's just give them a pill, we'll do some surgery, and that's fine. You know, the cost of health care is so out of control. What is that going to cost? Especially when the American Academy of Pediatrics is like, oh, my God, it's poverty. That's the whole reason why kids are fat. And look, I'm not downplaying that, uh, you know, poorer children uh, are not affected more by this because they are because the the food nowadays is so expensive. And of course, with the supply chain, it has made it even worse. I was actually watching a video. Of, it's so ironic that this stuff, I, I watch a video. And maybe I need to stop watching these videos because I watch the video and next thing you know, a story pops up on it. But I was watching a, 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 a it was kind of a video documentary. It was a short little thing, but it was, um, it was a farmer that was talking about the expenses and the regulations and everything else that they are going about because uh, he, was, he was talking about how he ran into somebody in the grocery store who decided to take it upon themselves to criticize the farmer uh, and saying that, uh, you know, they're ripping off the people in the whole nine yards and blah, 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 it's the farmer's fault and on and on and on. And the farmer had to go in and explain that, you know, the options that they have, uh, you know, when it it comes to the growing stuff, first off... um, If you think that things are organic, are really, truly organic, knock it off. Stop buying that stuff because it's a scam. It really, truly is. And farmers will admit to you, yeah, it's a scam. It's the, the things that you're paying the extra dollar or $2 for because, oh my God, look, this is organic. It's not. So stop buying that crap. Just buy regular brands. But the farmer went on and explained about how, you know, look, with all the regulations that we have. Um, the regulations that we would have, even if we just had like field workers, the amount of OSHA regulations and all the other regulations that we have just to have that, it's a huge expense. So what's the alternative that they have? You can buy a machine that does a lot of the automation of it. Well, that's fine and all, but see this big old tractor right here? This is a million and a half dollar tractor. You got to sell a lot of corn to be able to buy a million and a half dollar tractor. But it goes on and on about all the regulations that are put on our farmers. And there's zero support. By the way, speaking of which, I don't know if you've seen this. Um, there is a, uh, it's a group of farmers. It's a black American farmers group who, my God, they, uh, they have gotten very vocal about how they're not being taken care of. And, and this is a problem. First off, farming is not an easy thing. It is really not easy. I mean, if you've ever had a garden, you know how much of a pain in the neck that is. But doing the whole full-blown farm thing where you're doing hundreds and thousands of acres, millions of acres, that's difficult work. And our federal government, rather than taking care of our farmers so that they can take care of us, they are caving in to these corporations. And of course, corporations are buying all of our farmland. In addition to that, China, Bill Gates, all these corporations are buying our farmland. And it's making it harder and harder for the the smaller farmer to actually turn a profit. And, of course, they're getting hit constantly with all these regulations and expenses and everything else. So they can't make a profit. So a lot of times these people are caving and going, fine, you know what? I got to sell to the big corporation. And the big corporation comes in. And look, they're not doing it for the, the love of the food and for the farming. They're doing it for the almighty dollar. And they're getting subsidies from the government. While meanwhile, uh, you know, the black farmer group that, uh, that has been very vocal about this. And look, they actually were working with Donald Trump, who was helping them. But the Biden administration, not so much. And this is one of the things that I think needs to really be addressed. Thankfully, here in Florida, uh, Big Daddy D has said, yeah, China, no, you're not buying our farmland. You're not buying things here in Florida. Not happening. But that needs to happen more. And we need to stop these giant corporations from owning all of our farmland. Here's something, too. Take a ride down I-10 heading towards Jacksonville. There are several areas that used to be farms. Food farms. They are no longer because now they are solar farms where they have solar panels where you could, I guess... Heat up your electric stove Because they don't want you to have a gas stove But the problem is There's no food to put on that stove That's being powered by those solar farms Because well They're taking all of our farms away Man We have so many problems here in the country And the sad part is The solution to all of them Is right smack dab in front of our face And that's government And less of it Hang on, we got to take a break for Fox News. We'll be right back.
1: This On the Fly segment on The Brian Rush Show is brought to you by On the Fly, a new concept bistro and caterer located in the heart of PCB. From savory grab-and-go lunches to Firefly's fresh sushi, available for dining in or catering. Add fresh breads and sweet desserts made daily. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101.
5: All right, welcome back to the show. I'm going to... Paul Ryan. You remember that guy? You might. I mean, he's one of those guys that we were kind of hoping disappeared, went away. Hey, thanks for playing, but you got to go. He is one of the anti-Trumpers. And that's the only way that he's becoming relevant at all now is because he comes out with his anti-Trump thing. And of all networks... Good old Paul Ryan, who I've never liked. I've actually met Paul Ryan before, and I was so unimpressed with the guy. I mean, there, I have some names that I could call him, but I can't do it because I'll get in trouble for saying it. And I, I, I've, I've said it, just not on the air. I just can't say it on the air. He's not a great guy. But he appeared on CNN's The Lead with Jake Tapper, And when he was on, Jake Tapper had asked him, what if you were advising Kevin McCarthy and House Republicans right now, what would you tell them about the U.S. economy? And he said that we, uh, we can make good on a social contract, which I would argue center left and center right we agree on. We believe in Medicare and Social Security and Medicare, and then let's make these things solvent. Let's make them work better. Let's make them guaranteed and make them solvent for the next generation uh, you know, and take, the, take that uh, with uh, persuasion politics. First off, get dang hands out of Social Security. As a matter of fact, you guys need to write a big old check for Social Security, put the money back in that you took out. I'm just saying. Leave it alone. But Jake Tapper went on and he said, I know that you, uh, you were speaker when Donald Trump was president and you guys would talk about this and he did not understand why you would ever want to do this uh, because it's bad politics. And Paul Ryan had to chime in and say, he's fading fast. He's a proven loser. He cost us the House in 18. He cost us the White House in 20. He cost us the Senate again and again. And I think we all know, uh, I think we all know that. And I think that we're moving past Trump. I really think that that's the case. And I can't imagine him getting the nomination, frankly. Paul Ryan, shut up. I really wish Paul Ryan would just go away. But then again, you notice that he had to go on to CNN for anybody to pay attention to him. And I love how the blame gets put on Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump's fault that we lost. Really? I mean, just just out of a little bit of curiosity, do you think that maybe you guys could take some of the blame on yourself? That maybe that's the reason for why uh, you guys lost in 18- Lost in 18, maybe because of your poor leadership in the House there, Paul Ryan? Yeah, do you think? Maybe? Possibly? And when you look at all of the, the really bad things that have happened over and over and over again with the the bad leadership and the the things that the Republicans have done, it's not Donald Trump's fault. Look at the last election that we had. Sure, there were a couple of candidates that, yeah, but you know what? The people voted for him. And where was the rest of the Republicans backing the, the candidates? Here's a perfect example. Georgia. Where was the Republican Party backing Herschel Walker? Whether he was a great candidate or not, a whole other debate. He was the candidate. Where was the Republican Party to back him? Where was the Republican Party to back other candidates around the country that probably needed a little bit of help? Where were they? Where was Donald Trump? Donald Trump was actually out helping campaign for these people, but it takes more than one person. You need the rest of the party to be jumping in there going, hey, let's help them out. But where where were they? Better yet, where was Paul Ryan? Where was Paul Ryan out there helping Republicans win? Oh, you weren't. But it's so easy for people like Paul Ryan to go, it was Donald Trump's fault. He's orange and mean. I don't like him. Probably because he said something that was truthful to you. Two three three ninety nine eighty eight. That's the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hi Brian. Hey April. How you doing oh, this morning?
0: Pretty good. First of all, why was Paul Ryan appearing on CNN? He worked for Fox News.
5: Uh, does he work for Fox News anymore? I thought he left that.
0: He, um, maybe he did, but he. Hit- the last I heard he was on Fox News, I had not heard that
5: he left. Uh, the only reason it's, why he was probably on CNN is because they're the only ones who are willing to talk to him because nobody else cares. Oh, that's, that's my impossible.
0: guess. Paul Paul Ryan, he hates Donald Trump. He has always hated yeah. him. He, he made the statement when he was still speaker uh, that he could not deal with Donald Trump because he was so unprofessional. Mm-hmm. That... Oh, That right there is, is just classic Paul Ryan, the arrogant little SOB. And while he was Speaker of the House, he was having a huge fence built around his family's home up there in, what is it, Wisconsin, I think. Yeah. One of the northern states. Just like, and it was, it was basically, we paid for it. A taxpayer expense because he was Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi spent spent money like crazy, flying back and forth to California and hauling her family with her, and we paid for that. Mm-hmm. Now we've got Joe Biden having a big fence built around his Delaware house, and guess what? We get to pay for that too.
5: Yeah, but I mean the it, the presidential comes- aspect. I I can uh, I, I'm biting my tongue when I say this. I can kind of see it with Biden because he is the sitting president. And that's i am biting my tongue saying that <laughs> i mean it, it it hurts to say it, but I can see that one the other two no, no
0: well, and when it comes to the the discussion about food, yeah, we had to make a trip up a long trip up to Alabama recently, and I was listening to because when you get out in Alabama, <laughs> there really isn't any radio there isn't and you much fish of around anything. fish around, and I found Hugh Hewitt and several other lesser known talking heads. And they were uh, talking to a lot of different people that you never hear from. And one was a, a man talking about our food supplies, and, and he, he made the point that there was a study done by some college that actually made the claim that Honey Nut Cheerios were more nutritious than eggs. Well, when you, when you analyze who paid for that study, you have to go back and look at everything that's done and see who's paying for it because mm-hmm. they, they want a certain uh, outcome. Yeah. And it, of course was Kellogg's or whatever the manufacturer is for that cereal. But we have so many rules and regulations on our farmers. Um, there's the one out west a few years ago where there, there was basically a puddle on their farm where some EPA person found a snail or a little some creature. And they shut this farmer down. Yeah. They were threatening to jail him and his wife and everything. Yeah. Take their farm and the whole lot.
5: I remember that. And it actually, you know, the uh, the farmer story that I was telling you about a little while ago, same farmer, I saw him talking about how, um, you know, you have places like the EPA and all these climate change people that attack farmers um, that they, and say that they don't care about the environment and everything. It's like, hello, we make our living off of the land. Of course we care about it. It's one of those, duh, Kind of moments, but you're right. They they farmers, get down to that little time
0: stuff. They're much more aware of the environment and farming and what it does than these corporations. Corporations really care less, and they just buy themselves a senator or someone to take care of their needs for. They're mm-hmm. the higher lobbyists. Yep. Farmers can't do that. And I know when we lived in Missouri, um, like you were saying about farm equipment, costs so much money. There were, in in our area, there were a group of farmers who went together and purchased a big combine because nobody could afford it individually. Yeah. And each fall, they would use this combine to do everyone's field, and everybody would get in and help everybody else. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they had to do that because you couldn't afford it. The tractor is so expensive, and the maintenance and things like that. Yeah, those
5: those combines, which are huge, I mean, those things will run a couple million dollars. and I mean, you got to do a lot of farming in order to pay for that.
0: Right. And these were basically smaller farms. They weren't big, big corporate farms. Right. You know, when when they start screaming about uh organic, I never buy organic because just like you said and I I kinda laughed when you said it, organic is a joke. The only mm-hmm. way you can get organic is if it's that garden in your backyard. Yeah. And you're in total control. Yep. Because organic farmers there's no way that they can produce on the volume that they claim they produce without some kind of pesticide yeah. or fertilizer. It's well not to and, mention and the uh just on the, the... Not enough horse poop around.
5: <laughs> well, <laughs> um the other thing too There's
0: that a lot of poop around uh, yeah there not is not that's why alike. i paused
5: for a second but the other thing that people don't understand too is bees you know bees pollinate things and right. and, and, and even when they say that uh you know one of the regulations to have an org- <clears throat> organic farm is that it has to be x number of miles away from another regular farm but the thing is if you have some bees that are in between and the bees just happen to go over to farm number A that's not organic and goes back over to farm number B and pollinates, then it's no longer organic because it came from the other. And then, yeah, you're right. There's no way that you can do that level and still be uh, organic. It's it's just impossible. And even in your backyard, you know, unless you know exactly where the seeds came from and how they came from, a lot of the seeds now – They're not 100% organic. So even your backyard garden might not be as organic as you're thinking it is. It's just, it's kind of a joke is what it really is. But I mean, there's a big difference between, uh, you know, lettuce uh, that you get either organic or non-organic and the processed food that you find in the freezer. I mean, there's, there's a big difference there. I mean, it's sad that so much of the food that we eat today, if you look at most of the packaging, it says on it. Food product. It's like, come on. You know, we, we need
2: to do better.
0: Well, and, and the fact is that the, the more simple the meals are that you put on the table, the more the more healthy they are for mm-hmm. you. Because all of the stuff that you buy in the freezer case, they're not going to make any money if they could put good quality in it. Yeah. They're putting the cheapest quality in there that they can to make it taste palatable to you, to get you to purchase it. And to get it on the table in 15 minutes, it doesn't take any longer to do basic, clean food at home. You just have to learn how to do it. And nobody wants to do that. It is not difficult. It's really a lot easier than making all this other stuff.
6: Yeah. Yeah, it really, but, truly is. You know,
0: just remember when when the, when the one kid, uh, two different ways of saying it, this kid was asked one time, uh, a, a grade school kid or a high school kid about, what do you think about the farmers? And the response was, I don't care about the farmers. I get my food from the grocery
5: store (laughs) oh my god i that hurts my head when i see that and and it's so sad i see that so often on videos and it just oh my god it hurts it really hurts my head
0: yeah it's it's amazing the stupidity but yeah we we have and the reason they hated trump so much the swamp it's it's been said that these these bureaucrats Their attitude is we're here for life Mm -hmm. and presidents come and presidents go. So we're going to run this country. We've got to put some type of limitations on these bureaucrats. Either they can only work in one department so long and then they have to change their job to a different department, a different, a whole different ideology for what they were doing. Keep them from establishing all of these uh, ties and communications and alliances Either that or tell them, you can only work here 10 years, and then you have to go back to the civilian factor, yeah. something like that. And we do need to break these um, uh, agencies up, get them out of D.C., and that's another reason they hated Trump, because yep. you know, he wanted to split this up, and of, a lot of these um, alphabet agencies— we can get rid of, it. and like my husband said a few minutes ago, the EPA was established by Congress. Congress can eliminate them just as easily as they establish them, and I'm sure there's other agencies that are the same way.
5: Yeah, there's, there's plenty of them like that. And, and you know, the the idea of uh, of kind of sending a lot of these agencies around, which Trump, he was on that, too, with, uh, you know, get rid of some, and some of them can just get them out of D.C. Uh, and, you know, I've talked about this before. There's 77,000 Uh, government buildings around the country. Don't tell me that we can't put some of these agencies around the place, uh, you know, to to divide it all up, get them out of Washington, get them out of the uh, the K Street hands um, and and make things better. Uh, We can do it. Just somebody's got to have the cojones to do it is all that there is to it. But you
0: can't go to the parties when you're out in Colorado.
5: Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, there's some other parties you can go to. They're probably just as much. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I had to go there. Talk I really did. Thanks, April. Do appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. And Brad, you were right, too. Um, you know, we have to think about our local farmers. You know, we have several um, um, local farmers markets, uh, which are great. Uh, there's um, there's the one that happens in um, St. Andrews. That one, I know that that one's there. Is the one that Captain Anderson's still happening? I forget if that one is. But I know there's also a new one at, um, oh, what the heck is the name of that place? It's the new place that they built where the old airport was. Uh, over there. They have them over that way as well. Um, and, and, you know, the, the stuff that they are growing uh, is pretty fresh. And it's, it's about as organic as you can get because they don't have to prepare it to be, uh, you know, brought all over the place and shipped across the country. Um, so, you know, support some of our local farms. And another great thing for the, uh, the obese children, get them out there and teach them how to grow. Teach them how to do a farm, a little garden out there. And get them out there and do that. Get them involved. Get them eating better. You know, somebody also mentioned to me earlier um, the, uh, the presidential, uh, what was the thing, I think it was, who was it that said that to me? The, uh, the presidential award uh, that we used to have. Um, for the the fitness, the president's uh, exam, whatever the heck that thing was called. I remember when I was a kid, where we encouraged, you know, actually eating right. We were encouraged exercise. Uh, and, you know, we need to get back to that. We need to get back to that. We need to get these kids out there uh, learning how to eat better. It's not about taking a pill. And we got to treat our farmers better. And here in Florida, we have a lot of farms. And we need to support them. So uh, if you do get a chance to... Uh, to, to do that, uh, go to one of these, uh, local farmers markets, do it. I mean, seriously do it. I, that's what I, I love going to some of them. I don't have time to do uh, a garden myself. I would love to, but if you haven't, uh, experienced the freshness of an actual garden, uh, or the freshness of a local farm at one of these farmers markets, go do it. Seriously, just go do it. Uh, also speaking of food, lunch today. On the Fly Bistro and Catering. They are right off the beach in the, uh, the heart of Panama City Beach. And uh, you can get some great food there. They've got their sushi, which, by the way, is done by uh, Fireflies chefs. The sushi chefs. They're the ones who did that. So if you like sushi, go check that out. Also, they have bakery items. Oh, this is the fat kid in me are getting excited. Their fresh bakery items made fresh every single day. Uh, if you, truffles, oh you got to try their truffles too. Uh, it's one of the richest sweets that they have on the menu. And if you want them to do you a little bit healthier too, which, I mean, some of us probably should do that. They also have fruit cups, parfaits and fresh berries with ripe fruits as well. All picked for your delight. Go check that out. They are right there in the shops at Edgewater on the fly bistro and catering. They also do uh catering for you for the office for some of your events. Check them out on the fly PCB.com. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. Uh, We will be right back. This is The Brian Rust Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. The
1: Brian Rust Show is powered by patriotic coffee, freshly brewed with liberal tears from the Brian Rust Bottled Water Company. Now let's bottle up some tears. Brian Rust is
5: back on News Talk at 101. By the way, that bottled water company, it's 100% organic water. Sorry, I had to do it. Uh, all right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. So I, you know what? I've said it and I'm I'm not going to deny that I have said it. That I'm not a big fan of Kevin McCarthy. And I've also said now that he is the Speaker of the House, that I am more than willing to give him the shot, give him the opportunity, give him the benefit of the, d- the doubt, uh, and see what's going on. Now, the other day I came up with a video that I saw that um, that actually had Kevin McCarthy all fired up. He was mad about something. He was calling out the Democrats on something. And I was like, well, dang, how did I miss this? And then I, it hit me. I'm like, well, this is the thing that I keep criticizing about is that he was never really that big fighter. And now that it's one of those, hey, I'm going uh, to run for the Speaker of the House. Uh, and he started fighting. So I was kind of eh, eh on that one. However... I'm kind of impressed with some of the bills that have come out. There have yet to be any of these stupid, ridiculous, woke bills that have come out. And Kevin McCarthy, I'm, again, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I will give him the props when the props are due. And I'll also criticize him when necessary. But now he has indicated that the, uh, during a, a press conference that he did yesterday, that he will release all of the Capitol security footage from January 6th. That is going to be interesting because this is something that has been called for for quite a while. And during the the last Congress, Democrats uh, on the January 6th Committee left many critical questions about the events of the day unanswered and unaddressed. And Republicans have long expressed uh, a very big interest in doing their own investigation, which they're going to do. But several surveillance tapes recorded at the Capitol that day have not been revealed to the public which is now raising a lot of questions among a lot of the skeptics of the official narrative of the events on January 6th. And now think about this. If those videotapes did show something that was bad for Republicans, you know, as well as I do, the last thing that Kevin McCarthy is going to want to do is say, release the tapes. But now he's pushing for those tapes to be released. So during his big first uh, press conference that he had yesterday, He was asked about revealing the tapes. uh, And he said that, yeah, you know, we want to go ahead and do that. We want the tapes to be released to the public so that they can see it. He said, I think that the American public should actually see all what happened instead of a report that's written for a political bias. I can't wait. Let the tapes roll. Let's see. And let's roll the tape. See what's happening on those. That'll be interesting. I can't wait. Anyhow, uh, Brian Kilmeade is on the way next, which, by the way, they haven't talked about the uh, the the inmates, the political prisoners. That's something I want Kevin McCarthy to address as well, because we need to get them out of jail uh, until their day in court. Uh, But that's it for me. Brian Kilmeade is on the way next. He's got a great lineup coming up. Uh, I'll talk to you again on Monday morning. Yes, we'll be here for MLK Day. Have a great weekend. Stay warm today. We'll see you later on.
1: WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101.